I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP show. Full show notes for this episode can be found at nz365guy.com forward slash 333. Nice and easy. Before we chat with today's guest, here's a quick message from our sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by the Mind Today Mentoring Challenge. This will be the fifth year that I've run the program to help turbocharge your Microsoft business application career. If you want to be mentored in the next 90-day mentoring challenge, please go to nz365guy.com forward slash mentoring. And that'll have all the latest information for you. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Nepal. He works as a practice lead in the Power Platform. Uh, he became re- recently became uh, an MVP, so it's going to be interesting to uncover his journey for that. He is the co-founder of Voices of Crisis. It's a platform integrated uh, by a group of young people from Nepal where general people are encouraged to share their stories. He's also a recipient of the Microsoft Fast Track Recognized Solution Architect, a premium award of our industry at this time. So outstanding effort there. He's a pop culture uh, aficionado and a massive bear fan. You can check him out on Twitter at I am Summit, I am Summit, S-U-M-I-T, uh, and his blog, uh, Summit. Bara Shah, I think I got that right. We'll check. Summit, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. That was like the best introduction anyone had ever done for me. <laughs> How do you pronounce your last name correctly? Let's get that right so the listeners know exactly who they're hearing from. Yeah, it's pretty long, so it's Bajracharya. 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 Nice. Does it mean anything? Uh, it does. Uh, it's we're kind of. Uh, uh, inherited from Buddhism, so it's it's a form of Buddhism where we have some stuff, but I don't know in details. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Nepal is one of those countries that, to a Kiwi, is very well known, and uh, you know we've heard it in childhood stories growing up because uh, Sir Edmund Hillary climbing, you know the uh, you know from Nepal to climbing the the, the largest mountain in the world, yeah, and the... you come from a pretty famous place. Yeah, like uh, Edmund Hillary is part of our course, but we have to study because he climbed the Everest. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And then what's the other, my connections to this place is, um, have you heard of the Fred Hollows Foundation? Mm, No. Okay, so the Fred Hollows Foundation, uh, in a former career, I did work for, and I went to uh, North Africa and set up a uh, was involved in in commissioning a lab around what's called interocular lenses, which is when people get cataract blindness, they can have the lens replaced in their eye and they can see again. And our company also in Nepal built a manufacturing facility because cataract blindness is something that is common in Nepal as well. And so built a facility to manage these these lenses that can replace the lens in your eye if it's gone blind. And um, so that's my connection with. Nepal. Wow, that's that's great to hear. Mm, quite interesting. I've I've not visited myself. I did the 
North Africa trip. I wasn't on the Nepal trip, which I would have loved to have been. And I was so pleased, you know, to see that. Are you the only BizApp MVP in Nepal or is there others? Uh, I'm not sure about not sure about the business app. There are a couple of MVPs, but I think I'm the only business app uh, MVP here. Yeah, that's so awesome. That's so awesome. And, you know, I look around and it seems you're doing great stuff in the community. Your YouTube channel, it looks amazing. Real stunning stuff there and what you're doing around Power Apps. So, you know, that's awesome to see. I see you're active on Twitter and um, and of course, this this power, uh, the Microsoft Fast Track Recognized Solution Architect, that's a pretty big deal. Did you just recently get that at the, the recent, re- recent BizApp Summit? Yeah, yeah. I, I recently get at MBAS. Uh, though they, they announced that uh, to me previous, before, uh, um, a month before, but the official announcement happened at the MBAS. Wow. So, so how big is, is the power platform? in nepal uh quite honestly not that big uh since my company works for uh, uh is based on seattle so most of our clients are us based yeah so w- within nepal it's not as big uh i i try to find out if there are other companies that are working on the power platform uh i hear there was just another one uh who is also a UK-based company that is remotely working from Nepal. So, yeah, not that big. In terms of dynamics, it's, it is, but Power Platform, it's, it's still growing. Yeah. And so and so, uh, tell us a bit about the company you work for. Uh, so, I work for a company called Signetech, uh, but it's it's a child company of a company based off Nepal called LeafFrog. Uh, so, within Signetech, it's... Uh, the LeafFrog is primarily focused on all other kinds of software as well, but Signetic is specific, specifically uh, dedicated to Microsoft-related technologies. Uh, so currently, we are working on the uh, mass vaccination solution, uh, which is uh, we are using Power Platform to provide the vaccination solutions in uh, in different parts of uh, United States. So basically, we have a front-end portal plus Power Platform and Dataverse, which supports the check-in of uh, vaccinated patients that comes for vaccinations. We keep their records, their medical information, their eligibility uh, stuff. Uh, so yeah, it's more mostly focused on vaccination and uh, using our system. Uh, uh, in overall, I think we have till now vaccinated around three hundred thousand people. Wow. This is amazing. This is amazing. And so so tell us a bit about how, uh, first of all, te- you know, I always like to know a bit about your region uh, in the globe. And, of course, Kathmandu, mm-hmm. that's another big famous brand in New Zealand of outdoor clothing and everything. And is that, do you live in Kathmandu? Yeah, I live in Kathmandu. Yeah. Nice. Nice. What's the best thing to eat there? Uh, mostly people like momos here. It's a kind of a dumpling. Uh, yeah. And and do you eat the dumpling with something like a soup or something? Yes, yes, it's eaten with the soup. The regular food here is dal bath, which is uh, rice and curry. But uh, in terms of uh, delicacies, uh, I think yeah, the dumpling is the one which is called momos here. Wow, wow, and so, and so, you know, have have you travelled much, or have you pretty much been um, based in Nepal for your entire career? Uh no I I have 
I have been a frequent traveler. Uh, so I studied in France for a year. So while I was there, I traveled across like almost most of the places in Europe, almost like 12 to 13 countries over there. Yeah. So I was an Erasmus uh, uh, scholar uh, while I was in France, which is a scholarship provided by uh, European Union. So yeah, while while I was there, I, I traveled a lot. And uh, a year back before all this pandemic happened, I was in Seattle uh, working for the client. Uh, almost stayed about two months over there. Wow, 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 wow. And tell us a bit about your family. Uh, so in my family, I have a father, mother, and I have a brother. And uh, just almost a year back, I just got married. So I have a wife. Yeah. Nice. Excellent bonus, as in good you uh, got married. Was it before COVID started or? Uh, actually, it was planned uh, somewhere around uh, June. I think it was planned somewhere around April. Then the COVID started and the lockdown started hap- happening. And uh, and since it was planned for that particular period, we couldn't wait longer. So as soon as the, the lockdowns were completely loosened up by the government, uh, we gathered a few people and just got married in a small ceremony. I love it. Well done. Well done. Congratulations. So tell me about how you got ultimately into Power Apps. Uh, so first, initially, I started as a Java developer. So I, I used to work in Java, Groovy and Grails. Uh, but then uh, my company owner, who whose name is Chandika, he was a, a ex-Microsoft employee and he was pretty much interested in investing in Power Platform. Uh, because he had his friends in in Microsoft who said like it's going to be really big, but at that point of time, Power Apps was just starting off, so we are not sure. But he still wanted to take that risk, and uh, he wanted to get somebody involved. So I was the uh, first one in my company who started researching on Power Apps, you know, uh, understanding and capabilities. Uh, almost in I think 2016. I think it's in 2017. Yeah. So during that time, I started uh, researching on Power Platform, tried to like, we didn't have any clients on Power Platform, but I almost uh, worked around six to seven months just figuring out what we can do with Power App Platform. So try to learn lots of things. Uh, wasn't engaged in any project because we didn't have one. <laughs> it was just starting off. But uh, then eventually we had a project uh, from a company called Hopelink, which is a nonprofit agency in Seattle. So uh, we started working for Hopelink, then we started to get connected with Microsoft and uh, there were quite few conversations with the product team. So it was uh, it was quite a journey. Then uh, this COVID happened and we started to get some clients uh, from, uh, actually not clients, uh, we, we built a product uh, with Power Platform backed which was, again, the mass vaccination solution. And we have a couple of uh, cities that are using this uh, platform. Wow, this is so good, so good. So, so, you know, when you spent that time learning the Power Platform and you didn't have a project, what, what were the type of tools you used to kind of, so that you could learn the technology? What did you kind of do? Uh. I just started uh, building myself, <laughs> so that's the best way because uh, 
I don't know, it, it has been difficult for me to study and read documentation. So I just started to build myself and started doing things on my own, um, making small projects uh, myself and just just exploring the capabilities on my own by building stuff. Yeah. And that's how I, yeah. Did, did you have like a specific project in mind? Like, did you create an app to do something specific? Uh, I started with a leave uh, application and a work from home request application. And yeah, that, that was the one. And then I started building upon it. I added few stuff. Then uh, same app, we we put it in the uh, Power Platform Showcase as well, which featured in the initial showcase section that, that used to be there in Power Platform. But I think they converted it to uh the official app source i guess but yeah initially it was part of uh, microsoft showcase as well and so tell us a bit about your journey to the fast track uh recognized solution architect what was involved in getting that and and how long did the process take uh actually it it was easier than being an mvp for me at least because i didn't expect that to happen uh so my um uh, my company owner, he said that there is this thing called Fast Track Solution Architect and I'm going to nominate you. So he nominated me and sent a couple of uh, architecture of the project that we'd done, uh, which was basically of Hopelink and for another project, uh, another client called uh, SVNA, uh, which is called Seattle Nursing Association for, we, for whom we created a flu shot app uh, on Power Apps. So he submitted that and they, they emailed me back asking for more details on the architectures and the stuff and the work that I have done. Uh, then they scheduled an interview. Uh, but since they scheduled on the Seattle time and I got confused with the time zone, so I it was late at midnight on Nepal time. So I slept during that day. And then in the morning, I realized that I missed that interview. And uh, but they were so sweet that they reach out to me that uh, the interview was missed. And if they want to reschedule or something like that, then I said, okay, let's schedule, but uh, let's keep it at a time when uh, a convenient time. So they scheduled at around 4.30 in the morning, which was good for them and not bad for me. So yeah, early in the morning, uh, I wake up and give that interview. And it, it was pretty interesting. Uh, they asked me stuff about Power Platform, my engagement, and they also kind of asked lots of technical questions. And I think it went good. Uh, and after a month, I guess, uh, I got the email that I was the fast track solution architect. Nice. So good. What type of technical questions do they cover? Uh, mostly related to Power Apps, regarding application life cycle management, regarding mm -hmm. ALM uh, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, regarding the ProDep tools that I use or regarding uh, uh, general Power App stuff, regarding performance also, they ask quite a few stuff. So yeah, generally generally things that we do in Power Apps, but in more architecture level. Nice, nice. And then, so in parallel of that, of course, how long have you been an MVP now? Just a share, is it? Yeah, actually the gap between MVP and FastTrack was around a month. So this, yeah, this was also I was not expecting uh, because I got nominated way back in January. 
and it took quite a time for a response to come so i thought like it will almost take uh, six to seven months uh, so i was not that much anticipating that to come uh, it took around four months so yeah uh, i think uh, it was announced in may that i was fast track then I, yeah same around a week or so it it was announced that i'm mvp as well incredible incredible what's what's the impact um been for you for as in What's changed? What uh, is there been any major change since becoming uh, a fast track recognized solution architect and getting the MVP? Yeah, the major change which is I get too many LinkedIn requests, <laughs> which was like yeah, I get too many LinkedIn requests, uh, so like almost ten to fifteen LinkedIn requests every day. And apart from that, I think uh, in terms of my company as well, expectation have been. Uh, really good and they have been appreciating really well so yeah in terms of life it's been pretty same but in terms of work and in terms of uh, what I can expect with life has uh, become a little bit higher mm-hmm. what's, uh, what's the best part about being an MVP uh, the information that I am getting via emails uh, lots of uh, call information and everything uh, sadly uh, most of those uh, calls MVP calls are scheduled in Seattle time, so it's in midnight, which is a, a little difficult for me to join. But uh, I try to join uh, as much as possible. Yeah, I have the same thing in New Zealand. Is that they're generally scheduled at like anything from three a.m., four a.m., five a.m. Mainly three and four a.m. is when those calls appear for me. So very early. Yeah, I think another benefit is the LinkedIn Premium that you get. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me what's involved. What's in LinkedIn Premium? A lot of listeners might not know what's included in that. Uh, you can see how many people viewed your profile. Uh, apart from that, there is a good learning center in Link- LinkedIn. So yeah, you can you get access to all these contents uh, from the learning center in LinkedIn, which is pretty cool. Uh, apart from that, I think you can send direct messages. Uh, so. Uh, I haven't sent any till yet, but I think if maybe if I want to do any events in Nepal and I want to reach out to another MVPs, maybe I can have this access to send direct email inboxes. Uh, so yeah, th- this could be helpful there. Yeah, very good. I, I totally agree that the the LinkedIn learning benefit, which is of course full access to all the LinkedIn learning content is just amazing. I've watched and been through lots of the training that's available on LinkedIn Learning. Very good, very good. Okay, if people uh, asked you, how do I become a fast track recognized solution architect or how do I become an MVP? What what bit of advice do you commonly give them? Uh, so for fast track, I think it's more about engaging in your work and doing some great work. Then you're having your uh, company nominate you. Then there is a process behind it. but uh, for fast track, you need to have certain kind of experience in terms of the implementation do you do. So yeah, the more challenging projects you do, uh, I think the more uh, more it, it gives you more experience on getting this uh, fast track solution architect. And in terms of uh, MVP, uh, it's more about community con- community contribution in terms of uh, speaking engagement and in terms of. Uh, the thing I do is YouTube. So mostly uh, my engagement is basically the speaking and the YouTube. Uh, blogs, I, I try to write, but 
it's more easier for me to uh, do the youtube videos so that's that's how that's the comfort area that i have been engaged in so yeah find your comfort region and the way you can engage with the community the way you can develop your expertise and i think these rewards will follow you i like it tell me about the uh the power platform user group in Kathmandu. Uh, yeah, that that's also something when uh, it was announced in Embass that we can form our own communities in Power Users uh, platform that Microsoft provides. So I quickly uh, called my group, uh, which is working in my platform. So I, for and I created this Power User Community Group. Uh, before that, also we used to do events. Uh, we did a Global Power Platform Bootcamp. Uh, but at that point of time, this user group feature was not available in Power Users. So we just call like Power Enthusiast did this event. Uh, we also did another event with another MVP, uh, I think in December, uh, whose name is Vesa from Finland. So we have been, yeah, we have been doing a couple of events before as well, but we didn't have a formalized uh, group. Uh, then we form this group so that we can like combine all those uh, events in one place. I like it. I like it. Well, our time is up, but I always like to wrap up with some quick fire questions. Are you ready for yours? Sure. <laughs> okay. What was the last thing you completed on your bucket list? Uh, being an MVP, I guess. Nice. Are you a morning person or a night person? Uh, both, I guess. Depends on the time. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a fixed schedule of sleeping. So Nice. And final question, what is something you'll never do again? You've done it once, but you'll never do it again. Yeah, so I just got my MVP award. And, you know, there is a, this thing where you can put this uh, year thing. Uh, yeah, that fell off of my hand and it got a little scratch. So that's something I'll never do because I almost had a <laughs> I like it. I like it. Good answer. Good answer. Well, Samit, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Mark, for inviting me to, uh, to this uh, to your show. Uh, really loved your show. It helped me a lot in uh, achieving my MVP goals as well. Uh, so thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, also known as the NZ365Guy. If you like the show and want to contribute or support the show, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365Guy. Once again, stay safe out there and thanks again and see you next time.